Hey everyone, uh, I want to talk a little bit about kind of the spectrum of how we at Clinically Pressed uh, really go about developing our recommendations and how we we come up with different strategies and things like that for people to follow, whether it's health related, performance related, and so forth. So Joel and I have had this conversation a, a few different times because uh, some of the stuff depending on which end of the spectrum you're on, can be very frustrating. And you see a lot of really just bullshit within the industry. Um, and generally, it's it's from individuals on either end of the spectrum. So I'm just going to kind of walk through this this figure that I put together here today to, to kind of outline really where we stand uh, on this particular spectrum and really what that means. So on the far left, we have a lot of your kind of quote-unquote alternative X, and this can be health coach, um, clinician, practitioner, personal trainer, whatever, that individual that has some magical alternative strategy uh, that suggests they've certainly strayed away from a lot of the other uh, evidence-based recommendations that have really worked and are well-supported. Um, sometimes we find a lot of our kind of biohackers on this end of the spectrum, not all of them, um, but generally, this is kind of where they would fall. And biohackers are people that, again, have found this kind of quick fix or magical solution, whether it's a diet, supplement, performance uh, modality, type of exercise, whatever. It's a way to, again, kind of hack or cheat the system, whether that system is our health, physiology, performance, or so forth. So these people are generally a little bit too cutting edge. So they claim to be on the... Uh, cutting edge again uh, and support all these different strategies that they're doing or recommending by citing all of this kind of again quote-unquote cutting edge evidence whatever that means a lot of times it's really just personal experience they may have done some self-experimentation which again can offer value in certain scenarios and limitations so I don't want to completely exclude the value of those but we can't necessarily take information and results from that kind of n equals one uh, type of case study and extrapolate it to everyone else. So generally, again, on this end of the spectrum, we get a lot of anecdotal evidence. Oh, hey, these, these people said this, he said this, she said this, whatever. None of it's really been substantiated. None of it's really been uh, investigated or, again, experimented with. So we don't really know if this may or may not be true. Oftentimes, People on this end of the spectrum may even cite particular studies or information, but they're very much cherry-picking results. So they may only cite partial results from one study, or the study itself might have been flawed in design, or they're misinterpreting the results and kind of extrapolating from that. Uh, regardless, it's just an inappropriate interpretation of those results, and then therefore how they use it and recommend it might not be appropriate as a result. If we jump way to the other end of the spectrum, this would be the end of the spectrum where we see a lot of maybe even researchers and scientists 
that do a lot of work in a particular area, but they might be a little bit biased within their work uh, and very narrow-minded, uh, kind of refusing to adapt to new evidence that comes to the surface. Uh, and it might not just be scientists. We also see coaches, practitioners, clinicians that are 100% by the book. They won't recommend anything unless it's been uh, very well studied and investigated and supported by, again, maybe meta-analysis, systematic reviews, hundreds and hundreds of studies and things like that, which, again, in theory is good. That's why that's what we would want with a lot of our recommendations to be very well supported within the literature and, again, founded on science and have a lot of scientific rationale and principle behind it with lots and lots of data and results to support these types of recommendations. But they they may not be the best or they most they might not be the most applicable to real world scenarios. What's done uh, in a research setting or shown to be true through research is usually set up in a very, very tightly controlled manner that may not be realistic for people kind of living in real world, again, scenarios, which is, is most of us. But that's, that's what we need to do within science. We have to set restrictions and limitations on a, a study's protocol to identify specific mechanisms or results that might be contributing to what we, what we find. Uh, so again, that has a lot of pros and cons to it, but again, people can misinterpret this or not be able to apply it to real-world situations. And generally, what ends up with a lot of maybe government-based recommendations or things like that out there might just be what's kind of quote-unquote safest or has the least amount of liability involved. And again, it just might not be that applicable to real-world scenarios. Again, this isn't for all research that's being done. This isn't all practitioners, all scientists. I'm just saying, in general, we can see this end of the spectrum kind of have those types of characteristics to it. So usually they're, they're not really willing to adapt uh, to maybe even new research, or they're kind of set in their ways, and they're just providing recommendations that are, are again, safest and most well-supported, which, again, on the surface seems like a good thing, but as I have already said, it can have its limitations. And then we have kind of the middle ground here, and I'd like to think this is kind of where we fall. So this is where, in my mind, we see evidence-based practitioners who are more than willing to adapt to new research and new evidence as it comes to surface. And then they also have the ability to integrate research uh, with their kind of coaching intuition or training intuition and then also uh, applying it in a realistic fashion. So they know it might not be exactly what's been supported within the literature, but that's okay because, as I've already said, scientific studies are very very much controlled and sometimes have restrictions and limitations on them that we can't necessarily apply to real-world scenarios. So the person in the middle has the ability to integrate both ends of the spectrum here and provide recommendations to people based on years of practical experience, based on kind of a, an evidence-guided practical application approach where they're applying research but doing so in a way that works, that's realistic, um, that is going to get the best results because it takes into consideration real people, real-world scenarios that, uh, again, have realistic expectations and logistical ones so that people can actually follow these recommendations. Uh, and get the results they want. So, 
again, this is where I usually follow or like to like to think that I fall on this spectrum, kind of in the middle. Um, I've I've come across people on both ends of the spectrum. Sometimes they're on to something and sometimes they're right, but not always. And again, that could be said for anyone on anywhere on the spectrum. So I'm very much making generalizations here, but again, that's where I think someone in the middle would be. Someone who can kind of look at both ends of the spectrum, maybe call out some people for their bullshit, um, and, and adapt to, again, new evidence that comes to the table, and then also having the ability to integrate everything, whether it's personal experience, whether it's anecdotal evidence, uh, and then also scientific results, scientific studies, and then combining them, again, in a way that works and that's realistic and will actually fit into people's lifestyles. So just thought I'd kind of explain that, how we have developed our recommendations and where we stand. Sometimes I love the people that are on the biohackers and do a lot of self-experimentation, and they very well could be on the cutting edge, but it's just too early to tell. We need more research in that particular area, or we just need more time to figure out whether or not it does work or if these people are going to kill themselves doing some of these crazy self-experimentation studies. Again, whereas the other end of the spectrum, this could be based on outdated research. It might not be realistic. It might not work for everyone. Again, there's a lot of publication bias that sometimes works its way into peer-reviewed academic literature. So again, it's, it's not a perfect system by any means. That's why I think it's important to try to operate here in the middle ground and really get the best of both worlds. So just kind of my two cents on this topic. Take it for whatever it's worth. Thanks.